This is Donna Skoglund, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 146. Today, I want to talk about six mistakes that block your progress. I mentioned in the last episode that I am committed to giving you the tools this year to achieve your goals, to create massive change, to have a breakthrough. And these are the six things that I have seen time and time again in my clients, in people I've met, and in myself that have gotten in the way of achieving goals. And I want you to save this episode, listen to it again and again, because I promise you these six things, if you stop making these mistakes, they will change everything. They will allow you to unlock massive progress and truly achieve your goals this year. So the first one is you are using your past against you. Now, this is what the brain does because the brain likes to repeat itself. It's so much easier to go into the same neural pathways than to create new ones. And most of the thoughts that you think today are the same thoughts that you thought yesterday and the day before and the day before. And this is the way that the brain conserves energy. But this is also a way that the brain prevents progress. So first, we just have to recognize this is happening. So when are you doing this? When are you telling a story about the person you are based on who you have been in the past? In the past, I've never been able to achieve this. In the past, I have suffered with anxiety, suffered from anxiety. In the past, I could never set goals or achieve goals or follow through or be consistent or plan well or be organized. This is a story that when you tell this to yourself, you look for evidence that proves it true. And then you keep recreating that same thing because it becomes, you believe that who you've been in the past is just who you are. And in order to change, you have to be more future-focused. To make the switch from being past-focused to future-focused, you need a way to remind yourself of where you're going, who you're becoming, and what you're creating. And many people will recommend that you write your goals down every single day or have a vision board. And all these things are visual reminders of your future. And the more you see something, the more you think about something, the more your brain starts to look for ways to get you closer to that thing. And there is cognitive dissonance when we have a goal that we haven't achieved yet, and we think about the goal and being there and having it and living in that reality, our subconscious mind starts to work for us and because it wants to close that gap. It recognizes there's an incongruence between where you are and where you want to be. So it starts to look for ways for you to close that gap, which is a beautiful thing. So notice, catch yourself when you are looking at your past and looking to your past for how to move forward in your future. You have to think completely differently than who you were, and you have to become someone different than who you've been which leads to the second mistake, which is being too focused on your to-do list and thinking so much about 
what you need to do to achieve your goals, that you're forgetting the most important part, which is who you need to be to achieve your goals. So focusing more on your to-do list than your to-be list. Your to-be list is how you need to see yourself differently, the different identity you need to have, the different self-image you need to create, the different emotions you need to feel on a daily basis. So when you focus more on cultivating the character traits of the person who has achieved the goal, then you magnetize the goal towards you and your to-do list is less important. Yes, you take actions and it's really important to take actions, but when you're focusing on your to-be list, it's easy to take those actions. It feels a little bit more natural and effortless instead of forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do, which we all know can only take us so far. Which brings me to the next one, which is relying too much on willpower. And this is when we really just try to force ourselves to do the things we think we quote unquote should do to get to our goal instead of focusing on why power. So we try so hard to overcome our lack of motivation instead of actually creating, generating real authentic motivation. And the way you do that is reminding yourself why you want it. Why do you want to become the kind of person who takes this action consistently? Why is this so important? And the more you think about all the reasons why you want to take action and why you want to achieve your goal, that creates commitment. It creates determination. It creates desire. It creates energy. And all these are feelings that fuel action taking. And when you are encountering resistance, that's when you need to bring up all of these thoughts, all your why power, so that you can shift from resistance into determination. Instead of either reacting to resistance and then procrastinating and not taking action, or just trying to push through it, which we can do sometimes, but it's not sustainable. And we don't want to have to always do that. We want it to feel easy and fun and light and joyful. And sometimes it won't. Sometimes it's just going to suck and it's going to be hard. And that's just how it is. And sometimes we just do have to remind ourselves of why we want something and create enough willingness to take action to move forward, despite the resistance we might be experiencing. The next mistake is all or nothing thinking, where we might have a very big goal and then we think we have to take very big actions to get there. And this often comes from being in a rush and feeling like we need to go big or go home, which is a lot of what we've been taught as a society is massive action and you know giant steps. And we think that those giant steps will get us there faster. But the truth is, they're harder to sustain. So when we set ourselves up for failure by setting the bar too high or trying to make two big changes all at once, then we we can't often sustain it and then we give up. We can do that for a little while, which is when we're in the all mode of the all or nothing. And then we start to 
come up against resistance and then we flip from going from all mode to nothing mode and then we don't do anything and then we lose a lot of the momentum and then we start to feel discouraged and disappointed and frustrated and we might then create a whole narrative around that and that just perpetuates more procrastination, more inaction. So instead, take the approach of tiny is mighty. And baby steps will get you there. Baby steps are so much easier to maintain. And baby steps have a compound effect. And baby steps also allow you to get comfortable with a new action on a small scale. And then once you get comfortable with an action, then it's easier to increase. Then you can start to add on. So for example, if you want to start a meditation habit, start with one minute. And then when one minute feels really good, you will naturally want to progress to two minutes, five minutes. And then you'll get into that habit. You'll start to see yourself as a meditator and you will recognize, you'll get the positive effects of your meditation practice. You will want more and then you might increase to 10 minutes and then maybe you'll do it twice a day and maybe you'll add in little micro meditations throughout the day, like one minute pauses where you stop, drop, sit and meditate. And this all starts with a one-minute meditation practice. So this goes for anything that you're trying to change, whether that's trying to start an exercise, a daily exercise routine, or changing your eating habits, or starting a business, whatever that is, tiny is mighty versus the all-or-nothing thinking. The next one is you are avoiding discomfort, which is completely normal because you're human. And we are hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Our brain does not like to be uncomfortable. uncomfortable. So it makes sense that we seek instant gratification and these kind of cheap hits of pleasure. And that's picking up our phone, having a snack, doing something that feels good in the moment, but actually takes us further away from what we want and where we're going and our goals. So this requires a complete shift in how you think about and experience discomfort. You want to learn how to embrace it. I just taught in the Pleasure Project program. This week's lesson is all about how to feel bad. Because as humans, we are generally really bad at feeling bad. (laughs) We don't know how to do it. So because we don't know how to feel bad, we end up coping in really unhealthy ways We end up shaming ourselves for feeling bad and creating more unnecessary suffering. And all the things we do to avoid feeling bad create so many more problems in our lives. So embracing discomfort and reframing it, recognizing that the discomfort that's required for you to achieve your goal is simply uncomfortable emotions, which when you break that down, it's uncomfortable sensations in your body. That's all. And most of us do something that's physically uncomfortable every single day. If you exercise, that's physically uncomfortable. If you cold plunge, that's physically uncomfortable. If you stretch or if you do get deep tissue massage, all of these things are physically uncomfortable, but we're willing to do it because we don't see it as a problem that it's uncomfortable. 
we actually just see it as part of the process. And we know that we're going to gain so much from enduring that discomfort. And the same goes for emotional discomfort. Because when we do new things, it feels uncomfortable. Because we don't feel competent. We feel insecure. We haven't built up that confidence in something that allows us to do those things easily and naturally. So it's so important that you learn how to feel these uncomfortable feelings, how to self-regulate, how to move through them, how to manage your mind. And that is such an important part of creating progress. And the final mistake is that you are delaying self-care, relaxation, fun, pleasure, until after you achieve your goal. And this comes from believing that once you achieve the goal, then there will be more time and space to relax. You'll finally give yourself permission to do the things you enjoy, to have fun, to be happy. But that is all a delusion because once we get there, we will take all the same patterning, all the same way of thinking, all our same habitual ways of being with us. And so we will still be riddled with anxiety there if we have anxiety here. So it's important to focus on feeling the way you want to feel now and to be living the way you want to live now. And this is can be really challenging because I know for me, I felt like I couldn't slow down because there was so much to do. There was so much work to be done. And I wanted to really get there. I wanted to get there to that, to that goal, which I was convinced was just everything was going to be so much better. But then I started to really listen to a lot of my mentors and so many of them said, you know, in that period where I was really just in that place of wanting my goal and being so driven and so excited and so passionate, that was so fun. And it really just, for me, caused a perspective shift of, yeah, I actually love being in this place where I'm excited to achieve my goal. I am passionate about what I'm doing. I have so much drive and ambitious. And, and so can I just enjoy that feeling instead of having that, but then adding on this pressure on myself to get there quickly. Can I just enjoy where I am now and not be in a rush and slow down and find things that I enjoy doing now instead of delaying all of that, putting it off until some time when I think it's going to be different. And I realized I did this for my pleasure project. I was really embracing pleasure and, and being in pleasure and feeling pleasure. And then I made this connection recently that I was actually acting as if I had already achieved the goal. And that is how you magnetize the goal towards you. So act as if you're already living the dream. So that means likely that you are relaxing, you're enjoying, you're having fun. You're taking great care of yourself. You love who you are and you love where you are. So it's this interesting balance between being and becoming because we do have goals and we're consciously transforming our identity and our behaviors and our thoughts and our feelings to create that goal. But at the same time, 
we're actually acting as if we have already achieved it right now in the moment so that we can enjoy this moment. We can enjoy the process. So being fully present in the here and now and finding a way to love the here and now and love where you are now and looking for evidence why where you are now is actually amazing in so many ways and how you are living the dream right now in this moment, even while you have bigger dreams and just enjoy having goals and having dreams and being excited about them and having something that you're working towards having a sense of purpose and direction in your life. That feels so good. It feels so good to have that sense of focus and have things that you're, you know, putting on your to-do list and you're working towards them and you're learning how to become that person, but then also recognizing that there is no better there than here. It's actually better here and how can you truly live into that reality? To recap, Here are the six mistakes to avoid and the shifts you need to make to make massive progress this year. Number one is using your past against you instead of being future focused. Being future focused means you spend time in the dream. You spend time thinking about it, feeling what it would be, what it would be like, imagining it, visualizing it, journaling on it. Number two is relying on willpower and trying to white knuckle your way through actions that you think will get you to your goal instead of focusing on why power, which is reminding yourself of why you want it, really uncovering those deeper layers of your compelling reasons. And when it's compelling, it creates motivation. It creates that emotional connection that generates the emotions you need to feel to take action naturally, instead of overcoming, trying to push through a lack of motivation, you're actually generating authentic motivation, determination, commitment, drive, energy, excitement. The third is being too focused on your to-do list and being too focused on the actions you need to take instead of your to-be list, which is the person you need to become. So developing the character traits, the emotional traits, the mental traits. These are the things that are way more important because that those are the things that actually determine the actions you take. So we, we often go about it backwards. We focus first on what we need to do instead of who we need to be. So we just want to flip that. The fourth is all or nothing thinking, trying to take too big of an action, making too big of a change all at once versus Embracing tiny is mighty, going slow, baby steps, so that you can ease your way into change and make and normalize these new behaviors so that you can naturally expand them instead of trying to set yourself up, trying to start off the bat so big that you're setting yourself up for failure and you can't maintain it. Number five is avoiding discomfort instead of learning how to embrace discomfort and learning how to get better at feeling all those uncomfortable emotions. So reframing that in your mind, recognizing that these emotions are simply sensations in your body that are not a problem, that you don't need to escape from, that don't mean anything except that you are human and 
you can learn how to self-regulate, process these emotions, and keep moving forward. And the fourth one is delaying self-care, relaxation, fun, and pleasure instead of recognizing that it's better here than there. You're already living the dream. How can you actually live in a way that you are living as if you are living the dream right now? Feeling how you imagine you'll feel. Being how you imagine you'll be. Enjoying the process. Finding that balance between being happy now, being where you want to be now, loving where you are, loving where you're going, and truly enjoying every step of the way. I hope this was helpful. I am offering my absolute favorite webinar this in a few weeks on February, I think it's 2nd, on the Yoga of Emotion. And the link is in the show notes. You can sign up for that right away. And please share it. If you share that webinar on social media, and you can just tag me at Donna Scoglund, you will get entered in for a chance to win a free coaching session with me. And same thing, if you rate and review the podcast, just take a snapshot or take a screenshot of your review, give me a star rating and send it to me. You will also be entered in. And if you share that on social media, that counts for two. So I will be drawing winners in the beginning of February to for two free coaching ses- sessions. So make sure that you send in your things so that you can be entered to win and good luck. I will talk to you soon.